ways to be a giver, to bless, and, and, and be proactive with that. Say, I believe in this principle so much that there's potential in that seed, and I'm going to plant that seed. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to tell you how to make your life flourish. Uh, now, you know, if you've been listening to In Grace for a while, that I'm not a prosperity preacher. I do believe that God wants to bless and will bless those that are dedicated and serve and are, you know, working hard for Him. But the blessings aren't necessarily financial. As a matter of fact, non-financial blessings are better. And we're going to learn that today, how to make your life flourish, looking at Philippians chapter 4. And I'm also going to tell a little bit about John Chapman. Now, those of you that know American history, you know his other name, but I'm not going to spoil it now. But kind of a, a little bit of a legendary figure in American history, and it has to do with apple trees. That's all I'm going to tell you. And understanding his story, I think, will really help us understanding what God wants from us as Christians in, in our lives today, and especially in the area of stewardship and giving. We also are excited because In Grace has a television program that's tonight on TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. And I'd like for you to watch it because we're featuring Exodus Found. We're talking about the route of the Exodus, uh, how the children of Israel would have gone through the Red Sea, a deep body of water, and gone into what I believe is Saudi Arabia. And that's different from what a lot of people have said in the past. Instead of Egypt, Sinai Peninsula, I believe Mount Sinai is in Saudi Arabia. And I actually went there and filmed. And at the end of the program, I'm going to tell you how you can get the full-length video series, Exodus Found. But let me tell you right now, if you'd like to get the map of the Exodus, the route that I took, a map of that, plus the different features on um, the back of the map, it talks about the Bible verses and the archaeological evidence. Uh, it's a really nice resource. And, and this is free. I'm just going to send it to you to thank you for listening. It's called the Exodus found map, just contact us right now, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com and ask for your free Exodus found map. I hope that you feel blessed. I know I do. Every time that I wake up, I say, Lord, thank you for another day. Now, your day is probably very uncertain, right? Um, I don't know about you, but uh, none of us expected the year that we had. Here's a secret to life, if you really want to know. Okay, what's the secret to life? The secret to life is thinking positively because God is in our life, okay? Now, I'm not saying put your head in the sand and act like everything's great when it's not. But I'm saying in the midst of tears or worry, in the midst of uncertainty, may we still rejoice because... God can use every situation and circumstance for your good and his glory. So let's think about life differently. And sometimes just forcing ourselves to think a certain way. We can think several ways about the same exact circumstance. But I think if we train ourselves to think 
in light of what we have in Christ, to think really his thoughts, to, to think of, about our situation the way he would, it's going to change everything. We are in a series called First Fruits. We do it because I think it's good for me to be reminded of why I give and all of the benefits of being a giver. Uh, we live in a world created by God. Our God is a giver. He gave you life. He gave you this world. And I think he expects us to be givers if we want to be fulfilled, if we want to realize the purpose and potential that he's given us. We need to be givers, okay? So my title is How to Make Your Life Flourish. And I want your life to be an abundant life, and it can be. I'm not saying a life without problems, a life without issues, but an abundant life. I actually don't know the amounts that you give. I, I have the right to, and I can if I want to. I just don't. And don't feel pressure, okay? Don't feel pressure. Oh, Pastor Scudder will think less of me if I don't give a certain amount. I don't know what you're giving. I want you to be blessed. <laughs> I want you to learn how to be a pure giver, okay? A pure giver is one that gives just because you love God. Okay, now you say, well, what if I'm not there yet? What if this is kind of hurting me a little bit to commit to a tithe or whatever it is? Well, I still think it's better to do what is right. Sometimes you might not feel like doing what is right, but still do what is right. But it's so much better when you're doing it with the right motivation because it will it'll give you joy and you're gonna miss out on that joy. And it's also, I think, going to allow you to continue doing what is right if you're doing it out of the right heart. And let's say you're giving only out of duty, give out of duty, because it's right. It's always good to do what is right. It's always good to obey God. But I also want you to get to a place where you're doing it because it's, this is so exciting. This is so wonderful, okay? So that's what we're looking for uh, today as we study the Word of God, how to make your life flourish. We're gonna be looking in Philippians chapter four today. And the first thing that, we're gonna give you six different things that I want you to know. The first is to look for opportunities. If you want a flourishing life, you need to look for opportunities. It says in, in Philippians 4.10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, this word is mindful, okay, or attentive maybe, but ye lacked opportunity. What is Paul saying here? He's writing to Christians in Philippi and an actual church. He is saying, listen, I'm thankful for you. He actually says, your care of me hath flourished. Okay, so how can they be flourishing is when they showed care and compassion to the Apostle Paul by finding an opportunity to give. They gave him money. Now, this is unusual because the Apostle Paul never asked. He said, I'm going to serve the Lord. He didn't spend three years on deputation before he left Jerusalem to go to bring the gospel to the Gentile world. He went. If you really believe God's calls on your life, then go. Go. I'm not saying be irresponsible, but I'm saying it's crazy the way that we do missions today. 
If God's calling on your life is for you to go, then go. And you know what? He's going to supply your needs. And sometimes Paul had to work. He had to do his trade, which was making tents. And, uh, but, but here, the gift to Paul wasn't why he was excited. He was excited because they got it. They sought an opportunity. Sometimes you have to look. Sometimes you have to find opportunities. You can't just sit back sometimes and say, well, you know, let these things come to me. No, you need to be looking. You need to be trying to find ways that you can bless people, that you can bless the Lord. Looking for opportunities. Why? Because you, Matthew 10, 8, have been given a lot freely. So if you've received freely, you need to give freely. You need to be out there looking for those opportunities because the Father in heaven desires you to have fruit. There was once a little boy that uh, him and his dad went to the backyard and planted an apple tree. And he was so excited about it uh, he came in the house and found his grandfather and said, hey, grandfather. He actually called him Pop-Pop. Pop-Pop, you gotta come. So we just planted this apple tree. Now we're gonna go put apples on it. <laughs> Look for opportunities. Look for ways that you can bless people. Be excited about giving because you've been given a lot freely, so give freely. Here in John 15, eight is my father glorified that ye bear what? Much, much fruit. Much fruit. Now listen, have any of you ever heard of John Chapman? Some of you may immediately know who I'm talking about. Some of you may not. John Chapman is a legendary American figure from history, and you might know him as a man that, I don't even know why we, we have this image, but he wore a pot on his head. And he wore uh, threadbare clothes and was often barefoot and, and traveled the frontier with a bag of apple seeds. So now you know who we're talking about. Oh, you mean Johnny Appleseed, right? Johnny Appleseed. Um, Johnny Appleseed was a, a, real, a real person. His name was John Chapman. And uh, he had taken from an, an apple mill a bag of seeds, and he went from, I think it was Pennsylvania to Ohio, and by the end of his life, he had left a trail of nurseries, of apple nurseries, that um, was about 100,000 miles, the, the area that it, it covered, the trees from his seeds in North America. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible story of a man that had faith in a little seed. You know what he did? He, he didn't see this just as a seed. He saw this as not even another apple. He saw this as a tree full of apples. And then that tree could be full of apples. And it's just, he saw the orchard. He saw the blessings. He saw the bounty that was in that little seed. And he went he didn't just go kind of scattering seeds. He actually had a, a method. This was a business plan that he had. But he went around believing in a seed so much that these nurseries were planted and apple trees uh, by the thousands 
were planted and grew and cultivated. It's incredible the amount of produce that can come from that little teeny seed. So I want you to realize that potential that's in that seed, and I want you to look for opportunities, look for ground. There was one farmer that was superstitious, and so he would leave, instead of planting all of his acreage, he would leave one acre unplanted because he said then the evil forces of thorns and thistles and briars and nettles would uh, all concentrate in that little plot he left for them. The problem with that is it certainly did produce what he thought it would, but those evil forces, the the thistles and the, the nettles and the briars, did not stay contained to that parcel. They grew, and those seeds with the wind spread all the way through his farm. He ended up with much worse situation than if he had just planted the whole farm with good crops. Sometimes we... Maybe we don't do that intentionally, but we leave a plot. We leave this open. We say, hey, I'm going to give all of this to God, but this I'm not going to. This is my little thing. I'm going to really, this is what I want to do. The problem with that is if you leave something open, then you're going to not have the blessings that you could have had. And as a matter of fact, you're probably going to have more problems as a result of doing it that way. Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within grace. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia diving into the Red Sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing. For those giving $250 or more, you will get the complete Exodus package, the map, the video series, and a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. And from now until the end of the year, a generous donor will be doubling all gifts. To get these limited-time exclusive materials, call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. So going back to Paul, writing to the Philippians, they had given him an offering, they had given him a gift, they had shown how much they cared, they'd found an opportunity, and he says, listen, I have needs, but he didn't present them With his needs, some people present needs, and that's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong, but he didn't. But they still sought an opportunity. They found an opportunity. They they were paying attention, and they noticed that Paul didn't have everything he, he needed to have. So he says, listen, I'm not talking in respect of want. This is really important right here. For I have learned... This is something that we have to learn. This does not come naturally to us as Christians. In whatsoever state I am, we're not talking about Illinois, California, Nebraska. We're talking about in whatever situation I am, wherever I happen to find myself with or without, therewith to be what? Content. That is such a key principle in living a life that will flourish. 
He said, I know both how to be abased and how to abound. What is abased? Abased means that you're eating a hot dog for dinner. What does abound mean? Abound means you're eating a T-bone steak for dinner. Okay, now you understand what I mean? All right. Abased, and he was happy either way. He loved it. He loved it. Hey, what God is providing, it might be the, the choice aged beef from an Angus cow, the, the best cut. You know, the T-bone is the, probably the best cut, right? Because you're getting a filet mignon, you're getting the tenderloin, and you're getting a sir, sirloin. Did you guys not know that? And you're getting the flavor of the bone. Now, you want to make it really good? Porterhouse. Same cut, thicker, okay? So that's abound. And I know how to abound. And I don't like to go to a steakhouse because I can do it as good as they can and pay them three times less. Seriously, it's not hard. I know how to abound, but I also know how to be abased. And that's so important. If you're living for that uh, high quality of life and that's all that matters to you, then you're not going to be able to give as much. Paul says, listen, I know how to be a base. I know how to abound everywhere. In all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He had this balance where he wasn't, his happiness wasn't hinging upon a possession or a thing. Detach yourself from your joy and your happiness and your fulfillment being attached to something. He found his joy came from something much deeper. He found that his joy came not from prosperity nor poverty. He found that his joy came from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, often, nature tells us that a blessing comes from a hidden secret place. Whenever you see a large river, it is very likely that the source of that large river was water bubbling up from under a mountain. The source, the secret of that mighty river was underground, a secret source. And so it is with a tree. Think about a tree. I mean, we all sit there and admire trees. They're mighty. They're magnificent. They create shade. They create aesthetics. They create, some of them create a, a, a bounty of, of fruit or something like that. But the, the source of all that good that we see is buried deep within the soil. The, the nutrients, the, the, what holds that tree from falling over is deep, dark ground. It's a secret source. And so it is with a Christian. Our source of joy needs to be something that people can't see. Jesus Christ. And if that's where we get our fulfillment and joy, that's when we're going to have a flourishing life. So I want you to, number one, look for opportunities. Number two, practice contentment. And number three, I want you to believe in the seed. Believe in the seed. In Philippians 4.13, we continue, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth 
me. That's a powerful verse. I don't think we fully understand the magnitude of that verse. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Belief in the power of the seed. There was one man who did believe. His name was Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was 21 years old when he embarked from Europe to go to China. Back then, China was a country that was still very mysterious, very closed off. We had very little interaction with that country. They had created a a few cities that foreigners could go to, Shanghai, Hong Kong, and missionaries begin to go. But Hudson Taylor wasn't satisfied with just going to those entry cities. He said, no, I want to go in. I want to go to the mainland of China. And this was not done. And he devoted his life. And he said, I am going to go and I am going to give my life to these people. And he did. And literally changed the course of thousands and thousands of people as he brought them the gospel. Now, although he was a great man, he found that in his early years and for many years that his hard work for the Lord, trusting Jesus to to provide for him, he did the right thing, but somehow he wasn't finding joy in that ministry. One day he received a letter from a friend, and in that letter it said, it is not by trusting your own faithfulness, but by looking to the faithful one that you will find joy. It dawned on him. It hit him. Stop trying to be faithful. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be faithful, but what I'm trying to say is look to the faithful one. And if you'll do that continually, guess what? You'll be faithful. Suddenly, it changed for him. It, it, it just like everything changed for him at that moment when he realized that. I am trying to be faithful. I'm not finding joy. So what do I need to do? I need to look to Christ, the faithful one, every day, rely on him, and the, the result will be the same, but now I'm gonna do it out of a place of joy and a place of happiness. And he learned that, and it was a turning point in his life. pick this up tomorrow as we talk about how to make our life flourish and how to give, not just the money, but of our of our time and giving the gospel and all of these things as Hudson Taylor did. And, and what a great example he was uh, to make sure that we have a life that is going to flourish. Again, more about this tomorrow on In Grace. Right before we go, though, you've heard me talk about our new series, Exodus Found, our search for the actual real route of the Exodus, the real crossing point of the Red Sea and the real Mount Sinai. I'd like for you to get this entire video series for a gift of $35 or more. I'll send you a four-part full-length video series, Exodus Found. And I'll also send with that a map of the route of the Exodus as we did our filming. And on the other side of the map are a lot of 
information, charts, and things like that uh, that have to do with the route of the Exodus and the biblical and archaeological evidence that we found. Now, you can get the map for free. If you don't want the video or you can't afford it, that's fine. Just call us and get a free map. But if you want to get the video and the map, then you can send $35 or more. Now, some of you want to give more. You say, I believe in grace and I want to give more. Here's what we're doing right now. We have this beautiful canvas print, original artwork here at In Grace of Moses parting the Red Sea. And it's beautiful. You really need to get this for your home. I have this hanging. Uh, then it's $250 or more. We're going to send you the video, the map, and this beautiful canvas print. Uh, also, right now, we have a matching gift campaign. So whatever you give right now will be doubled. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map in the video series, Exodus Found. For gifts of $250 or more, you will also receive a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. Also, a generous donor is matching all gifts until the new year. Call 800-78-GRACE. Visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.